Hey everyone, welcome to episode nine of Bible and Breakfast with Basketball Dads. I'm super excited to have Tad Glibert with us today. Uh, Tad's one of my really good friends and we met, uh, I don't even know how many years ago, but we met at Duke basketball camp. Actually, we were both working Duke camp. And uh, I think at the time, Tad, you were a, a GA at Northwestern and we developed a, a great friendship ever since. So uh, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today, man. No, I appreciate you having me on. We uh, we missed our annual Final Four trip together this year, but it's, uh, it's good to see you. <laughs> no doubt, man. Yeah, we, we usually room together and uh, hang out a lot of Final Four. So, man, I miss those times with you and Kyle and, and just hanging out, but I'm uh, excited to have you here. So um, before we get into some some questions, I was just wondering um, recently or, you know, through this quarantine time, has what has God been doing in your life maybe that has challenged you or that uh, you've been encouraged by just maybe something that's been on your mind recently um, in regards to scripture and God. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the main thing through this whole process of, you know, um, for those of you guys that don't know, I, me and my wife, we live in Africa and we were sent home a couple months ago by our organization during this whole uh, coronavirus um, pandemic. And so the really thing that I think the Lord's been laying on my heart is just to trust him in every situation um you know his plan is much greater than um our plan that we have for ourselves and so um you know coming back to the states it's really allowed me to get away from missions in my job and kind of uh, take a step back and look how are we doing things is there anything that we can do better with um and so it, it's really it's really helped me it's really helped our organization in that way and it's also allowed for our malawians we're the only americans that live there so um by us taking a step back it's allowed our malawians an opportunity to step up into leadership positions that they typically wouldn't get the opportunity to do because my wife and i are there and so um i think just coming out of the pandemic and going back to africa i think that our organization and individuals will be much stronger um in, in their in their positions that they have in ministry and just um their walks with the lord and so we're excited to get back and um you know see see where we're at as an organization yeah it's awesome and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about tad's journey and how he um you know him, him and his wife went to africa and why they did that but we're kind of gonna backtrack a little bit here first and um you know before tad and carly were missionaries uh, tad was a, a assistant director of operations at northwestern uh, the big 10 conference and so I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about your time at Northwestern and then we'll transition uh, kind of where you're at now. But could you just tell us a little bit about what you did at Northwestern, um, some of your responsibilities, some of the things you learned and just uh, give us an overall uh, description of that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So fortunately, um, back in 2014, I was able to land a grad assistantship with Northwestern. Um, Northwestern wasn't in a great space. But at that time, you know, Chris Collins had just taken over. Um, and so I, I was fortunate enough to get on on their staff as a GA. And so that was an amazing experience for me. You know, people that have gone through GA's positions like it's 24 seven grind with grad school. And so kind of laid a foundation of like what hard work really is and what the business is really like. And, um, you know, learning under Chris Collins was like an amazing person to learn under for those of you who don't know, he's one of the best X and O's coaches in college basketball. So being able to learn, um, you know, high level basketball under someone like him was very, very 
um, very, very good experience being around Doug Collins all the time. Um, you know, his wisdom and experience, Brian James, who's one of our assistant coaches at Northwestern was in the NBA for 15 years as an assistant. So I was around so many high level basketball minds that, you know, and just, just being around those type of people, you just soak so much, soak in so much information. So, um, fortunately after my first year as a GA, they hired me full time on their staff as the assistant director of basketball operations, which is kind of a fancy word for video coordinator at Northwestern. Um, so that was something that really fit my skill set, my strengths, um, you know, the whole scouting side, um, you know, and, and technology video side, um, is something that, you know, I really enjoy doing and, and I feel like I'm good at. So, uh, I was, yeah, I was on the staff for, for five years, um, at Northwestern. I was able to be there when we were at the very bottom and I was able to be there when we went to the NCAA tournament, played Vanderbilt, um, made it to the second round and we went toe to toe with Gonzaga, who's the number one seed overall in the, in the whole tournament. Um, and they ended up getting beaten the national championship that year. So kind of being a part of a building a program, building a culture and seeing what that's like. And, um, yeah, it was just a great experience to be around high-level basketball. Big Ten basketball is something that I've always loved since I was a kid growing up in Ohio and being around it. So, uh, yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't have traded it for, you know, any other experience I could have had. Yeah, and you know, I know you experienced some really cool moments at Northwestern. I know one in particular, well, this isn't a cool moment, but I know that, you know, <laughs> you always see the commercial with the, uh, you know, the kid and he's crying. You know, that was, I think, when you lost to Gonzaga, right? In yeah. The tournament. And, yeah. Uh, but so that's that's one of the bad moments. But what is one of the best moments that you've experienced, whether it's a, a play or an experience or or something like that? Yeah, I mean, the whole NCAA experience was, you know, is amazing. You know, you, it's everything that you dream of when you're a kid and you're watching watching it on TV. Um, probably the coolest moment, though, was we played Michigan, who was one of the hottest teams in the country at the time. So our um, la- next to last regular season game. And we, we knew we basically had to win to get into the tournament. And we had, it was a tie game with under two seconds left. And we had to go the full length of the court. And Nate Taphorn threw a baseball pass. And Derek Parton caught it, laid it in at the buzzer. And we won. And I just felt like it was it was a perfect, you know, kind of ending to um, a season. And even really the three seasons we had had before of building up to get to that point. Uh, we had just lost to Indiana the game before on a, basically a buzzer beater. And so we had all this weight on our, our shoulders and, you know, it was just such a sigh of relief. Like once we won that game. Yeah, that was, I remember watching that game and just, uh, remember seeing a picture of you or a video <laughs> of you where you, you know, you jump in, you got some hops yeah. on the bench, but that was a, a really fun game to watch. And, um, so starting to talk about, you know, your transition from basketball into the mission where I know when you were still at Northwestern, you know, I, your wife had gone over to Malawi several times. And uh, I can't remember if this was your first time or maybe one of your first or second times you went over there. Um, but you had quite the experience um, in the summertime. And I remember still talking to you on the phone. I was at Bethel College in Indiana and I was talking to you in the mm-hmm. lobby and just remember you, you sharing the story with me. But could you just share a little bit about your experience um, that one summer before you went over there full time? Yeah. So um, just to give a little background, um, Circle of Hope International is the organization that we do. We've, we had been doing a lot of ministry with. 
um, and they run a compound over in Malawi, Africa, which is one of the poorest countries in the world um, in a really rural area of Malawi. Um, and they run a, a school that's preschool all the way through eighth grade. They run a medical clinic and now maternity center. Um, we have an orphanage of about 48 children. Um, and so we do all this work in this really real poor area of, um, of Malawi. And so my wife had been involved all the way back when she was a sophomore at Indiana Westland um, as a nursing student. And so finally she, she got me to go with her one, uh, one summer and um, I fell in love right away. I fell in love with the people there and just the joy they bring to every circumstance that's in front of them. And I kind of got to see God's heart for the poor and how he cares for the poor. And so um, I knew I was going to go back the next year. And so I did. And we we went actually a couple of days early. There was about six or seven of us that were there a couple of days early. And back then we were staying, we didn't have enough room inside the, uh, the, the house that a lot of people stay in. So some of us has to stay in tents. And so um, one night we woke up with this awful screaming noise and then we heard glass break and we heard a door being broken down and we heard people yelling. And so we're in our tent, my wife and I, and we're kind of like, what is going on out there? And my mother-in-law and sister-in-law are actually in the tent next to us. So we're trying to communicate with them and trying to figure out what's going on. And um, finally, we, you know, we hear a guy basically getting beat up outside of our tent and um these men run away and it's our director of the organization's husband. He, and he's like, we're getting robbed. You know, as after he got beat up, he's like, we're getting robbed. Everyone stay in your tent, like just try to be quiet. And so, you know, this went on for actually I have no idea how long, probably 20 minutes or so. Um, and then things finally got quiet and we kind of made a run for it inside the house and kind of regathered with each other and, tried to figure out what was going on and are we safe and what's the next thing to do. And so during that whole experience, which was definitely the, the scariest uh, time of my life, um, you know, looking back on it, like the tent right next to ours had been slashed open with a machete. And I, I guess the, the robbers just looked in and, and thought no one was staying in any of these tents. And so, you know, God's definitely protected us that night. And, um, you know, there were so many other small things that happened that made it. So all of us were protected. You know, there's only a couple of people that got beat up. And so it could have been way worse than it was. So that whole summer trip, we had to stay in a hotel in the capital and drive an hour back and forth to, um, our compound. Um, we do the work and then we go back. And during that trip in our hotel one night, I very clearly heard God say that, Carly and I needed to move to Malawi and serve these people. And so that didn't really make sense to me. We had just experienced a rob an armed robbery. Um, you know, I loved my job at Northwestern. My wife loved her job um, at a hospital in Chicago. And so, uh, yeah, we just started praying about the opportunity and if it was right for us. And, um, you know, fast forward six months or so, we finally said, yes, this is what the Lord's calling us to do. And so then we pulled the trigger and we moved there this uh, this past uh, October. October 1st of 2019 is when we moved. Yeah. And I mean, you know, most people watching this, you know, and I, I hear the story and you got machetes, you're getting robbed. I mean, most people, if they're on a missions trip and that happens, they're saying, yeah, no, no, thanks, man. I'm, I'm out of here. Not coming back. This is crazy. 
but you had the opposite happen where, where God just spoke to you and called you there full time. And I think that's just so incredible. And I remember, you know, I think you came back, you spent one more season at Northwestern, if I'm not mistaken. And then yeah. you got, like you said, moved out there this past October, but um, you know, what have you guys been doing out in Africa? Um, I know, you know, you said you were out there in October, you had to come back a little early, but what's the the main mission right now out there with uh, the orphanage and all the things going on in Malawi? Yeah. So, um, my wife's a nurse and she, you know, she got a medical background. And so, um, her main project has been to open up our maternity center. And so we have an outpatient, um, facility right now. Um, but this, we've done this whole big project of, um, building a maternity center and getting it registered and, you know, um, compliant with all Malawian laws and things like that, because, um, maternity deaths with both the mother and the child is very, very high in Malawi as it is in a lot of third world countries. And so being able to offer those services to women in our community that, um, wouldn't initially have that, that opportunity, uh, is, is such a blessing for, for our community and will honestly will save a lot of lives. So we're, we're thankful that God has really paved the way to get that done. We actually got fully registered yesterday, so we should open up our maternity center any day now. Um, so that's the main thing she's been working on. Um, I went um, to work mainly in our schools. Uh, I have a math education background, so I was gonna do a lot of teaching, a lot of different programs with our schools. Um, but there's been a lot of things come up that I've kind of get pulled away from the school and have to work in a bunch of different areas over there. So we kind of joke that my job has gone from education coordinator to problem solvers. So I've been doing a lot with our orphanage, a lot with our administration, getting us registered with different organizations to, um, to get diff receive different grants or different, um, supplies that will, you know, help us continue to grow. Um, so I'm, I'm doing a little bit of everything. My wife's doing more of just, just uh, in the health sector. But yeah, the Lord's been amazing um, how much he's provided since we've been there the last six months. We've seen a lot of growth. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, I know you're, you're not a dad uh, officially yet, but you've been doing so much with the, the orphanage and, and with the maternity center. So I'm sure you're learning a lot for when that time comes, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean... 48 kids, all different personalities, all different ages. Like, I mean, you know how it is as a dad, like there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs. And so when there's 48 kids, there's, a, there's a, definitely a lot of ups and there's definitely a lot of downs. So, uh, that's been a, I mean, a, a blessing to be able to go through life and, um, yeah, kind of be a, a father figure to these kids and see them get an education, see them, um, you know, gain different life skills that will help them in the future. And so, yeah, my, my wife and I will have kids someday right now. I think we're too busy to, to pursue that option, but we're, we're open to it. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the Lord has in store for us. Yeah. And do you guys have like a timetable of when you're looking to go back as your organization said, Hey, you're going to go back in a couple months. Are you guys going to be off for a year? But what's that kind of looking like in the, in the future here? Yeah. So our organizations kind of left it up to us of when we feel like it's right to go back. And so right now we can't, it's impossible for us to go back um, because they're not allowing non-Malawian citizens back in the country yet. Um, so they just started opening up the airport. We actually got an email this morning that they opened up the airport today for citizens to go back, but we're still waiting for non-Malawian citizens to be able to 
um, go back to the country. And so once that happens, we're going to go back right away. Awesome. And then just, you know, one more thing is, you know, I know so many coaches, they get involved in basketball and they get involved or whatever sport it might be. And, you know, when it comes time to do something else or they want to do something else, sometimes it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could, or this is the only thing I know, but what would you say, what kind of advice would you give to a coach who maybe is, you know, being called into full-time ministry or someone who's being called into a different vocation? Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, I think, um, you know, the Lord made it really clear that this is what he was calling us to do. And even when I tried to fight it a little bit, it like, he just kind of ate away at my heart. Like, no, this is what you, that, what I need you to do right now. And so, um, I think you just have to have an open mind and open heart to, to what it is. Even if the world's telling you, no, stay in basketball, stay in coaching, maybe it's a high up. Um, position in a business or whatever um, and listen to what he's calling you to do, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you just really got to pray. You got to listen um, and just kind of have an open heart of what, what he's calling you to do. Yeah. And do you think, you think you're ever going to get back into coaching? Is that something you want to do maybe um, in the future or? I mean, I definitely have a, a passion <laughs> for coaching, co uh, especially basketball. Um I've watched a lot. I tried to watch a lot of basketball since we've been back and I've had a little bit of extra time on my hands. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would, I think, I think yes, but like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to be in Malawi for the next 20 years or just for the next two years or what. So kind of just taking it one day at a time and listening to the Lord, what he's calling my wife and I to do. But yeah, I mean, I would love to get back into coaching if, if that opportunity presents itself. Yeah, well, I know I'm, I'm excited for you and Carly, no matter what God has uh, for you guys in the future. I know you're doing a great job over there in Malawi. Um, is there somewhere where people can either give to your ministry or just learn more about Circle of Hope and what you guys are doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so our website's uh, cohcommunity.com. Um, and you get on there, it kind of tells you everything, what um, you know Circle of Hope does. And if you want to sponsor a child or donate to the organization, different projects we have going on. Um, yeah, I'd encourage you to at least check it out and see, you know, what we're about, what we're doing. Maybe you're called, feel like you're being called to come on a short-term mission trip there. Um, I, I feel like everybody that does come on a mission trip there doesn't regret it. They usually come back for a second time. They fall in love with the kids there. So, um, yeah, um, I would just encourage you to check out our, check out our website and, um, and, and see what, see what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure to uh, post some links to that as well for you guys. And um, thank you so much, Tab, for taking some time to just share with us about your journey and what you guys are doing over in Africa. But um, really proud of you and excited for you and Carly. And we'll be praying for you guys. I appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.